There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to the Star Power Podcast on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss Stargirl on the DC Universe streaming service and the CW channel. I'm Dave. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve. And tonight we'll be discussing episode 11 of season one of Stargirl. Steve's back. <laughs> My secret mission is over with. He has made it back. And now the Covered. team can continue. We're still sans one, but you know, we're getting there. Steve's our shining knight. Speaking of shining knights, <laughs> that's the name of the episode. What a coincidence. Here's a brief recap. Courtney's life gets turned upside down when someone from her past arrives in Blue Valley. Meanwhile, Pat uncovers new information about the ISA's plan, and Jordan makes a surprising discovery at work. Come on, Jordan. <laughs> Jennifer Fang directed the episode, written by Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns has a huge cred. Oh, especially yeah. with Green Comics. And, of course, he based the character of Stargirl. On his sister that died tragically. But if I can say a couple of words about Jennifer Fang, boy, does she have a geek street cred. I was looking back on IMDb. She did an episode in, starting in 2016 from The Exorcist, moved to Major Crimes, Riverdale, The Expanse. I love The Expanse. Yes. Quantico, The Cloak and Dagger. So there's some Marvel work there. Proven Innocent, The Boys, which is absolutely crazy. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., back tomorrow, Stargirl. And then she's going to get a couple of Resident Alien coming up for 2020. So, wow. She is fitting right into the fangirl zone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. I would say she's a, a go-to director for anything of this genre. Yes, because she sounds like she's just a fangirl of yeah. all things awesomely nerdy. So that is awesome. She's a Berkeley-born daughter of Chinese, Malaysian, and Vietnamese heritage. She's a graduate of the MFA directing program at the American Film Institute. And her sophomore feature on The Advantageous won a jury prize at Sundance in 2015, was based on her award-winning Future State Short, Advantageous in 2012. So, yeah, she's got a future. Yes, very bright one. Yeah, can't wait to see more from her. I'm sure we're going to see some awesome nerdiness come from her. <laughs> I hope so. I like people that get it. They get yeah. it and go and with the, it. And don't have to make it like, oh, okay, let's make it kind of over the top, either sexualized or macho, or you just have the story and you actually yeah. tell the story. In a really good way. It doesn't have to be, you know, over the top either way. Yeah, I know. I'm glad. I'm good. I'm glad for her. So we start out the episode with the Shining Knight, one of my favorite characters. And of course, when we start that, I'm outraged. <laughs> He's out there looking for horses. The poor guy. Oh, did you notice there's a DC lead in with all the major characters are animated, you know, and they're swirling through the opening of at least the DC universe? You can hear swords clashing against each other and men yelling and then it sounds of battle and then it fades into that bucolic scene of the horses running through the field so that was a nice little intro into what has been 
roiling through Justin's head all this time. He's got a past. He knows it. He just can't connect with it. You guys hear that? I oh, did yeah. not catch that. Oh, yeah. Poor guy. But yeah. I will tell you, when this happened, this opening scene, I'm like, I was getting a little teary-eyed. I know. Don't yell at him. He's looking for his horse. What's wrong with you? I'm like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) The name of his horse is Winged Victory. But especially when he says wounds, was it wounds earned in battle are noble? Don't take that from me. I'm like, oh, you just poured the salt on our wounds. Thank you. I'm planning a road trip to Blue Valley so I can kick that guy in the ass. (laughs) 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 How dare you, sir? Yeah. So he turns around. He, you know, he he can hear his horse. Who doesn't want to see him reunited with the horse? Who I don't know where the horse is. Certainly, that rancher finger quotes isn't going to help him at all. It, it's sad. And this guy does a really good job. And he turns around. And he sees the flag and he sees the windmill and it's like shining and reflecting off him. Reminds him of armor and battle and of course stripesy. And it's a little weird. He sees a vision of Stripesy, like, beckoning to him in the Didn't clouds. Didn't I see last episode, too? I'm like, I thought he was, like, hypnotized or something. But... Yeah. And, well, and then when, when the windmill thing happened, I'm like, maybe that's what they did. They brainwashed him. And... Yeah. I, when I saw that, I thought of Don Quixote tilting at windmills. Right. You know, because uh... he was a, a knight in fighting imaginary monsters and dragons. So there's probably an Easter egg involved there. But... <laughs> Maybe it's not exactly the same course as Don Quixote, but they're both knights. They're both voting for a cause. So I feel bad that he, he can't get any help, and he's really frustrated. So he, he makes it all the way back to the high school and into his closet, and he sees a pad of paper, or at least an ad that has Pat in it. I didn't even know that existed. I don't think it's the first time we've seen Pat advertise his business, or like a flyer a handout. <laughs> he's got the oversized head and the smaller body, which is what everybody does. But when he was back at his janitor's closet, of course, when he looks at the calendar and sees the horse, he thinks of winging victory. And he looks in the mirror and he sees it's not the Dragon King. It, it, it looks to be one of those drones. Right. Dr. E. Maybe that was his last vision of one of the drones, like holding him down and capturing him until Ito did his black magic on him. What do you think? More than likely. Unlikely, yes. I, yeah, I think that's what's kind of like stuck in his head. Like, yeah. even though he probably erased most of it, like, it's traumatic. He's going to remember that somehow. It's funny how Ido can erase memories and uh, bring them back because he's responsible for Henry Sr. getting his memory back. I'm and still thinking that it wasn't all his own memories. Oh, really? Yeah. You think uh, yeah. Ido implanted a few nuggets here and there? <laughs> Yes, I really do. Yeah, well, Jordan wouldn't let Ido just bring him back completely full power because we'll get into that in a little bit. But yeah, there's a little bit of a power struggle possibility going on here between Henry Sr. and Jordan. Yeah, Jordan doesn't want to be unseated for sure. He oh, no. Ido has a power play where he'd rather see Brainwave in charge or just like to see the unbalanced. I think I, he just likes to unveil. Oh, absolutely. Uh, chaos. Yes. He's an agent of chaos. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Chaotic evil, for real. Yes. Like daughter, like father. Oh, I miss her. She better be back soon. I still want to see Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be season two. Oh, no. It has to be this season. I don't, I don't I think so. I, I don't think we'll uh, see Cindy again damaged, until season uh, Rick two. Rick damaged the door. He has to come out. Come right. On, now, yeah, now... Solomon we may see. 
Now, yes, if he gets out, then there's a possibility that he'll break Cindy out as well. But <laughs> That'd be so great. So anyway, Justin makes it to the pit stop, thanks to the flyer. And when he gets there, he first sees uh, Rick and Beth and Stripesy. But he goes a little haywire to get Scalibur with him, because who doesn't carry a Scalibur around? And all of a sudden, they fade into Dragon King and two of the drones. He's like, oh, he kind of freaks out. And the poor guy's really damaged. He's a great, sympathetic character. And Pat has to talk him down out of it. And Rick, as usual, is like Mr. Doubting Thomas from everything. He's like, oh, really? Uh, no? Oh, uh, him? Right. Come on, Let Rick. Let me take him out. Let me yeah. do it. It's like, dude, bring it down a notch. I'm pretty sure he had the hourglass in his hand. He was ready to turn it. Right. Probably. You guys spot that? It looked like it to me. I'm sorry. Very Voldemort-ish. It's like, okay, if you can't do anything without relying on that, maybe that you don't need to have it. Right. Yeah, he is an odd character. I think we like him as part of the team, but he's still a wild card. Who knows what happens to him in the end? He should survive, though. <laughs> we should have a lot to do odds later on who's going to make it and who doesn't. Sometimes <laughs> I wonder about I wonder about Barbara, too. Just to throw that in there, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I mean, they kill off plenty of fathers in DC Comics, but a mother? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, they've already killed off they they several mothers. How many mothers have they lost in this show already, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh-oh. Sorry, Barb. <laughs> Doesn't look good for you. Cameron's mother. Henry Jr.'s mother. Brother. Rick's mother. Ike's mother. Yikes. Wow. We are assuming Mike's mother anyway. Right. Yeah. Uh-oh. Mom, Sorry. Mom, it's like a Disney thing. Moms aren't going to make it. <laughs> I know. I'll never watch Bambi again. <laughs> or Dumbo, for that matter. Basically every Disney show, but that's all another story. <laughs> yeah. So as they talk, Justin down. Pat, as usual, he's great. Slows him down, gets him back, because Rick's ready to throw the power at him. And he asks him to tell the story, how he got Excalibur. He's a great storyteller. Tell me your stories. I want to hear how you did this. Just to calm him down and see if he can bring the memories back out of him. He said he was chasing dragons. I'm like, oh, of course, dragon, dragon king. That's what he's chasing. That's all he's got left. Right. And he was captured, and he as he spoke up earlier in the show, he still has his wounds, but you can't take away his nobility. And that's probably what just keeps him going is his nobility. It's all he's got left. Even though he's a lonely janitor, we're, we learned from him that he was working in the stables for King Arthur. I and thought that was really interesting. Now, was that how the original story was? I don't know. I've oh, got, I thought you had that one. I'm I've sorry. Got Son- I've got Shining Knight up on, on Wikipedia. And it has a story about how he met Dragon King in the comic. Right. And fought him there. But not his but, origin uh, story. <laughs> no, not really. Well, we know he's a member of the, the Knights of the Round Table in right. King Arthur's court. He witnessed, oops, I hit my microphone, uh, the death of Queen Guinevere's cousin. Hmm, maybe that's why uh, he's so, he wants to see a queen again. <laughs> Jumping ahead, he looks at court and he goes, the queen has risen. I'm like, well. Just a kid. <laughs> Not to him, though, apparently. Yeah. It may take the staff to bring his memories back. Well, yeah. I mean, he does kind of say that. He's like, the staff, it helped me remember. Yep. Yeah. He had a vision. What was the last episode? The yeah. Where he held it and it glowed in his hands. So, yeah, maybe Courtney should... Uh, Knight him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, see, cool. that's a good one. I wouldn't have thought of that. Maybe that'll break the brainwash or whatever. In the comics, uh, Justin had a relationship with his character called Firebrand, which is from a different comic book series that was bought out by DC. 
but this firebrand was killed by the dragon king. And in the last battle of his teammates of the seven soldiers of victory, they fought a powerful energy creature called Nebula Man. Hasn't appeared in this series at all. When they finally defeated Nebula Man, the energies released in the explosion of Nebula Man had caused each member of the soldiers to be dispersed and lost in time. So maybe that's what happened? Because Pat's always wondering, where did everybody go? Right. So, you know, they don't mention Nebula Man in this TV series, and maybe that's in the background. Maybe we'll just see something like a poster on the wall or a news headline or whatever. But I I don't think they're going to go that far back. In the comics, Justin went went way back to Genghis Khan's reign. He lost his memory and fought with Genghis Khan until he was rescued by a combination of the Justice League and the Justice Society. Maybe I should go back and find that comic. Sounds amazing. Yeah. But he, he was, after that, he became amnesic and... Quite some time, he worked in the comics as a janitor at Blue Valley High School until his memories returned. So I, I got a feeling they're taking a few shortcuts in the TV show. It's a lot of ground to cover. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. So it, it, it's more simplified that they rob him. I mean, they could have killed him. They rob him of his identity and just make him a janitor, which is pretty much how he started out until King Arthur discovered him tending to the uh, stables. It all comes back. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a circle. So thankfully, Pat takes Justin back to the house, and they realize they the ISA is going to be doing a mass reprogramming. Poor Justin was just an experiment. What are they doing? Crash yeah. dummy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So that whole thing with Justin was a little sad. It was. So let's make it a little sadder, shall we? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, because we get to see Courtney's father arriving at Courtney's house, and it's not Starman. And I do believe I said this the first episode I was on. Yes, you did. I'm like, do we know for sure? And now I'm still not 100% only because what Dave and I talked about last episode, I think it was last episode, that Barbara seems to know there's something with Blue Valley and our dirtbag dad seems to know that there's something with Blue Valley. So I still don't, don't think she is officially Starman's child, but... I feel like they know something. And yeah, as uh, usual, Barbara is pretty opaque. She's she knows something, she just doesn't spell it out. Right. And Courtney finding out that Sam is her father, that kind of messed her up. Pretty much like shattered her confidence that she's this legacy. And if I know. she's not, then oh my gosh, it's all my fault. I'm responsible for Joey and Henry Jr. and everybody else. It's like I'm not a hundred percent saying you're not, but <laughs> as part of being a superhero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They make so much of legacies and when you find out you're not part of a legacy, it's like, then what am I? I mean, I'm jumping ahead a little now. Even when she talks to the team, the only one there that was technically a legacy is Rick. Yeah. Yep. And everything's still working for everyone. So, yeah, you just got to, I don't know, not be, look at me. I'm a superhero's daughter. I can do everything. Well, now you (laughs) know who you are and you just know you have to do better. That's how I'm looking yeah. at it. Yeah. So maybe you won't be so cocky. I mean, yes. this was the worst way to bring her down a notch because, yeah. oh gosh, she was a total douche. But <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe she kind of needed that. That's right, because heroes can, can come from anywhere. Yeah. That's right. But let me rewind a little. I got ahead of myself because I got all passionate. Poor Mike. Mike is still the only uh, one in the family who's in the dark. 
And I, at the end, I, I still wanted him to be walking down the stairs and be like, what the, you know, and then it cut yeah. out or something. Yeah. Maybe we'll get that at the beginning next episode. But he goes up to try to find out what's going on because Courtney wanted to talk to Pat upstairs away from everybody when Sam decides to show up. And Mike's like, what is going on? Are you leaving? Is that really your dad? What's this? What's that? And Pat yells at him. And you're like, oh, <laughs> Pat, dude, that's your kid. You made it up. Girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like, oh. Yeah, he's still on the outside looking in. We had thought earlier that he might be one of the insiders and find out everything before anyone else. Now he's the only one that doesn't know, know anything. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and especially at the very end. When they're like, oh, yeah, and don't forget the kid. I was like, what? Yeah. He needs to know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt that, especially when he's like, oh, yeah, what? Fine, whatever. And it's like, it was just painful. Now, there was uh, just a lot in this one that oh, was yeah. really hard to take. Yeah. Now, if Mike actually spent the night with Pat in the garage, how did he not see that giant robot? <laughs> <laughs> That was in the other locked room. Yeah, yeah. That obviously he was never going to go explore the garage. What's in here, Dad? I mean, he's such a uninquisitive kind of kid. Right. Yeah. And Justin saw it and was totally impressed by the suit of armor. Yes. <laughs> it's about two stories high. Now that's what I call a suit of armor. Right. Yeah. I, 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 do we think Mike's going to get informed this next episode. Uh, I have no idea. The, he could be informed, but then what would he do? Or he could be just like bait. They could just like catch him and hold him as a hostage and say, oh, I'm going to do this. Mike dies, which is one of the oldest tropes ever. Uh, right. I, I, Greeks explored it a few thousand years ago. I hope not. Uh, I kind of uh, want him to go in Courtney's room, just grab a pen. Right. And <laughs> all of a sudden it's like, it's the pen. I, I know it. Some of that stuff has disappeared on like the sparkling lantern for the green lantern. Why introduce that if you're not going to use it? Right. It's still in her like what? Gym bag in cabinet, the. Uh, I don't know what that is. Yeah. The no box. Storage area. Yeah. 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 So the only thing out that's easily accessible is the pen. So I guess we'll find out. Maybe. So speaking or of storage, <laughs> speaking of storage or, or junk, whatever, I know where I've seen uh that guy before oh and jeff, yeah jeff Daltz. he's an actor uh -huh. so speaking of junk i've seen him naked <laughs> <laughs> wow oh, no <laughs> yep <laughs> like how do i know that guy <laughs> okay this took a weird turn <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> really well it took me a while to get his face since i've seen the rest of them <laughs> He was on Grace and Frankie. My wife and I watched Grace and Frankie all the time. Like, oh, yeah, Mitch, I didn't recognize you had a face. Sorry, dude. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Anybody who watches Grace and Frankie's out there throwing their fist in the air. Yep, seen him too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, you've seen a lot more of him than uh, <laughs> I have. So. <laughs> oh, man. Guy's got a. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not go there. Okay. <laughs> I'm about to talk about him taking a walk with his daughter. Now it's getting weird. But you want to catch up on Grace and Frankie now? <laughs> talk to my mother-in-law. You're like, hey, do you know he has a face? But anyway. <laughs> he does. I was wondering where that noise came from. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, well, thank you, Grace and Frankie. <laughs> Well, let's get back to... Let's yeah, let's, let's get back to the uh, kind of tender parent 
child moment. Uh, awkwardness. <laughs> yeah. It's what happens after the Grace and Frankie stuff, apparently. But <laughs> they are out for a walk, and Sam's sharing a story, a memory of her from the last Christmas he's seen her. When she was, what did he say, four? Five? I'm like, five. What? Yeah, because it was ten years ago. Yeah, they got yeah. the songs and the styrofoam snowman. She's like, damn. Yeah, like, I remember that. And I'm thinking, okay, is there still a possibility... But it, it just more and more, it seems like, no, this is her dad and he's just a jackass yeah. because he's talking about the locket. Oh, hey, yeah. You know, I didn't know when my mom gave these to me that they were like worth something. And mm. right when he said that, my face fell. I'm like, oh, a hole. Yeah. Used car yeah, salesman. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because yeah, first it's the setup. Like, oh, yeah, you can come out and visit me in California. It'll be great. I can't wait. And then I'm going to throw this about the locket. Yeah, apparently the jeweler was like, jeweler to the stars, like Marilyn Monroe level. And yeah, it's great. So, you know, if I sell these, I can get a down payment for a place. My and- ears did perk up. I'm sorry to interrupt. I did perk up a little bit when he said to the stars. I'm like, hold it. The name of the show is Star Girl, Star Man. <laughs> what are you hinting at here? I made something in the deep future. I don't know. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just like, oh, because even Courtney, you've seen it in her face. Like, oh. It got lower and lower and lower. Yeah. Yes. And he wasn't even looking at her. No. And he your heart's breaking for her. At that, yeah, looking yeah. at that locket. Just, you can just see the greed. Yeah, the cash registers were dinging in the background for him. Oh, I was getting so angry. Now, I was probably angry from a different reason, you know, coming from a lit home. So you kind yeah. of like, oh, you have the memories you're holding on to, the good ones, and then you get the reality. And, oh, when she just gives him the locket and she's like, yeah, yeah, I'll come see you. It's great. And he doesn't even say anything else. He's like, okay, yeah, I got to go. She knows and it. I, and she just yeah. she goes, yeah, whatever. It's worthless to me now. It doesn't mean what I thought it meant. So, yeah, take it. Make your oh, money. Exactly. Bye. And I felt that build up in the the diner right and he's like oh yeah i'm always chasing something and it never works out and i'm like <laughs> oh this is gonna be bad although i thought somehow he was gonna find out she was star girl and sell her out yeah <laughs> so thankfully didn't go all the way to total total dirt bag but i mean that would actually be beyond dirt bag at that point yeah, yeah, but yeah. this was bad and then when she goes inside and Pat sees her, and again, oh my gosh, just breaking my heart. And he's like, if you need to yell, I can take it, whatever you need. And she just hugs him and cries. And I'm like, who's awesome. cutting yeah. onions? <laughs> hey, you touched on something just then that you said about Sam selling out her. Now that he has both lockets and he goes back to sell them, maybe he goes to the, air quotes, jeweler to the stars and figure out this guy's really something else. Or he knows something, this, whoever this jeweler is, and Sam realizes that his daughter is something special. Oh, see, I wasn't even thinking that, but... Well, you have to be evil like me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't know the gambler's still out there. That's right. Yeah. He collects right. stuff, so... Um, could be a season two out. seed, maybe? Oh, interesting. See, tinfoil hats always working. Yeah, that's right. right. Interdimensional Dave's house. Yes. But the fact that you have the step-parent, Pat, who just, like, shows, okay, if you need to rage, go ahead and do it because I get it. And it's just heartbreaking. 
And then Barbara, when she sees them hugging, she smiles. It's like, your daughter is flipping crying because of this jerk that you decided to contact. Plus, she sees that she's accepted Pat. Right. You know, wholeheartedly, which is even more important. Can you imagine in an alternate universe or whatever plot line, if it was Mike that came down the stairs instead of Barbara? I fully expect Barbara to catch them. But what if Mike came down the stairs and saw that? Right. Ooh, not good. No, because Mike's already kind of on edge. Yeah. I wonder if there's an outtake of that, a Mike scene. (laughs) But, see, I would rather have Mike follow Pat in the next scene, where Pat runs out to catch up with Sam. I kind of wanted Mike, like, somewhere around there, like, riding his bike or whatever. Yeah. And overhearing what he says, because he's like... Pat says that locket was everything and you devastated her. And he's like, don't come back. And he's like, I wasn't planning on it. It's like, oh, you jerk. And then the smart ass comment about Barbara. Yeah. I he got deserved her when she more was than that pun. Yeah. He deserved a royal beating. Oh, man. Maybe a kick to the ribs at that point. That's why I kind of wanted Mike there to see that Pat is standing up for the family. And right now, I mean, Mike is just the outsider. It's sad, but it's like I wanted him to see that so badly. And then it gets sadder. Right. It's like, why do you have all the sad stuff? (laughs) Because Courtney goes to touch the staff and it's not working. And she is just freaking out because it knows that I'm not not worthy. And I'm like, oh, all right. Crusher. That's a crusher. Yeah. Because, yeah, there's not enough horrible stuff happening. Right. Speaking of horrible stuff, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's plenty of horrible stuff. Because with his full memories restored, Brainwave goes to Icicle. And he informs Jordan that he knows who Stargirl is and Stripesy and let's take them all out together. I was like, oh, crap, we're so super screwed right now. Right. But Jordan apparently did have some feelings for Barbara because he kind of hems and haws about it. Oh, yeah. Go back to that dinner in the restaurant. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was kind of ticked off here, though, too, because he's like, looks so disgusted. Like, ugh. You know, it's like, you have feelings for her. I killed my wife and child. It's like, what? For your cause. Yeah, for your cause. Do you suppose Ito did that to him? Because I really do think so. Especially with how we seen he was after he, he first came out of the coma. Right. Yeah. Really connected with Henry Jr. And then, of course, he missed his wife. Not that he remembered too much, but he's like, oh, yeah. Now, that I don't believe for a second. Hit me again here that (laughs) Brainwave was put into a coma by the staff. When he wakes up, he has lost his memories for the last 10 years. Oh, I see. I know where you're going. And I Stargirl can make it work in reverse and give Jordan his back. I mean, Justin. That will give us our shiny night. Hmm. Okay, I see what you're doing. Yep, yeah, that's possible. I'm like, what is Steve talking about? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we got to have something to battle Brainwave because apparently killing his son has given him even more power. And now, mm. instead of six states, he can reach half of America. 
Now, apparently, Dave, we were wrong. Yeah. Just because we didn't see the body. Oh, yeah. Apparently, it really did happen. Yeah. It still could be, or it still, still could be something body. that, yeah, that. In the comics, he Edo die. did. Right. And of course, yeah. Brainwave wants him to make up his mind faster. He'll do it for him. And you kind of go, ah, oh, I see where this is going. So if Ito did do that to him, then he's their monster. He's like Frankenstein. He's out there, man. Somebody yes. better do something about it or uh, it's on you. <laughs> That's yeah. right. And of course, later on, we see Jordan getting on Barbara's computer. And of course, there's nothing there because she deleted her history. But his IT people restore it almost instantly. And there's... A newspaper article stating that Icicle had killed Starman. And what did I say, Dave? (laughs) Do not search for things on your work computer. Your boss can come back and find that you don't want... You were told he was the evil guy. Why are you on the computer Uh, that he can have access to? Really? Here's your phone. Is there not Google in this universe? (laughs) (laughs) Ask Jeeves something. Ask Jeeves. So, of course, finding this out, Icicle greenlights the murders of all the Dugans and Whitmores and even throws in, even Mike, we don't want a legacy running around, now do we? Now that took me aback. Me too, me too. Because at first I'm like, wait, does he know more than we know? What's he mean a legacy? Because I'm thinking Stripesy doesn't exactly have powers. No, but he doesn't want anybody that could possibly... Start the JSA again, because oh, yeah, okay. if you kill kill Barbara, Pat, and Courtney, that's going to give Mike motivation to find some way to get back at him. Yeah, pick up the staff. That's right. Yeah, th- you don't have to be uh, biological le- legacy, <laughs> as we've learned. Yep. So, how do we get our Star Girl back, Dave? <laughs> of course, we're going to have to go through a lot of sorrow. Oh yeah. Uh, and speaking of sorrow, I'm like, where the heck is Yolanda? They go back to school. They're in the cafeteria. And finally, there she is. I'm like, holy smokes, where have you been? I mean, we got a hint that she wanted to go to church and pay her, her respects, which is really sweet. Now, it's too bad we didn't get to see some of that. Right. Yeah, that would have been nice I mean, to they see. Had, yeah, they had, they had a moment at the last episode. And, you know, they looked each other in the eye. You could tell she was really upset. Ah, strange. I, I don't know. I'm st- I still haven't given up on Henry Jr. coming back. <laughs> on TV, you know the oldest rule in the biz. You yes. don't see a body. They're not dead. He's not dead. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, Courtney's really down. And she tells the rest of them, I'm not Stargirl. Star- Starman wasn't my father. The staff doesn't work for me anymore. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, it doesn't matter. And Beth goes, I'm not Dr. Midnight, but I am now. You know, the only one that has the real physical or biological uh, legacy there is Rick. And Yolanda, you know, she just picked up the caution and she's awesome in it. But poor Courtney's is really down. They go to Memorial. And wouldn't you know, guest speaker is Henry Sr. Of course and he is. How can you sit there? How can you sit there as, as the button? Good thing they weren't in the front row. Yeah. You should have been. You know, like, right. <laughs> I mean, that was a small back. enough auditorium, though. <laughs> I know. And they're all sitting there. If he walked up, I'd be like, what the? You know what? Yeah. <laughs> to see that, you know what, walk out on there. So, it really didn't uh, say was, anything about how terrible it was to lose his son. He was very cold about it. Yeah, it was almost like a, a Grammy 
speech. Right, yeah. <laughs> you hit a few things here and there. Thanks for my statue. See ya. <laughs> but he did find time to reach out to Courtney, blaming her for the death of his son. And he dares them to come at him. And he says, please. Yeah. Wow, dude, you are evil. I don't think Jordan can contain this guy's evil anymore. If if these guys have any hope at all that Jordan turns, which means he's a dead man. Yeah. So uh, Courtney races back home. And I would be in a panic, too. And she she runs downstairs and passes like, what's the matter? <laughs> and she quickly says, you know, this is a plot leap here. They, it's only so long. And she had to come out with, yeah, he knows who we are, knows where we live, knows who my mom's in, knows who you are. We're screwed. Yeah. Right. Pat like, tries to give her a little bit of a pep talk. But, uh, you know, you can only go so far with that. They are screwed. <laughs> yeah. She even tells her mom, we got to go now. Now. We got to get yeah. out of here. Ready to go? Let's go. Well, Pat even says, yeah, like, take Mike and go. It's like, yeah, take Mike. Oh, crap. I don't think you're getting very far from Brainwave, though. Yeah. So if they did take off, yeah, they probably wouldn't get far. I mean, look what happened to Rick's parents. Look what happened to Rick's parents. They tried to get away. Killer tree. (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't a killer tree. Yeah. And Joey's parents overall. Yeah. Yeah, there's no going away. So I don't. It's. I still wonder about Barbara. How much she really knows, right? Because first, she, does, she doesn't know crap, and then she. Could, but she has a sense of what's going on. You know that a normal person wouldn't. Right. We got to stay so, here and help these people. We can't yeah. just abandon them. What? <laughs> even though I know every, even though I know everyone eventually dies, we should stay. <laughs> that a girl, Barb. I do like her though. I'm waiting for her to just rip her shirt off and have a giant S on her chest. Yeah. <laughs> she was uh, there's a character called Liberty Bell, but she has no connection to Liberty Bell that we've seen at all. Right. She I was, was like, th- you mean from Glow? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Glow. Oh, boy, you must have your um, reading cap on today. We're going to get the glow later. (laughs) (laughs) I guarantee it. Anyway, so poor Courtney's all freaking out. She can't get the the staff to work anymore. She needs her her mom and stepdad to come down there. And it was uh, was quite the scene. It made uh, a little, was a little over top for you guys. I mean, they're like, oh, they get their hands in front of their face. Oh, my God, it's too bright. But Courtney's like, yeah, bring it. I got the staff back. What do you guys think of that scene? I liked it. I felt like it was almost a little over the top, but that's why I wanted Mike there. Yeah, that would have been great. Come Everybody down. now yeah. knows Justin's what's up. there. Just, yeah, the I, whole house is there. Yeah. <laughs> Mike. Mike's yeah. upstairs playing video games, I guess, at this With point. With the dog. Yeah, no, he's out there practicing delivering papers. Your idea, remember? Right. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. I kind of uh, thought I it was like the- pretty good. Say, yeah, the, the amount of power the staff was giving off probably was a little bit much but at the same time you kind of get the feeling that the staff knew that she's all in now yeah and that the family's in with her and knows right. it yeah yeah that's what i can say i kind of like the fact that her mom was there and was like okay i understand this and even after the talk pat had with the staff which that <laughs> was a weird sentence to say but you know <laughs> Like, maybe, yeah, it's like, okay, we are in this together. Yeah. It's interesting they gave this episode to Jennifer Fang, as I elucidated earlier. She'd done a whole lot of genre geek TV and superhero stuff, yet they gave her an episode that wasn't that heavy in action. No, very, just a very emotional episode. Yeah, very emotional. And she did well with it. 
Yeah, yeah. Two more to go after this, and that'll be it. I'm scared. First season <laughs> one. We have season two already, so. I have a yeah. feeling I'm need some tissue. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm kind of thinking this was the last of the tissue we're going to need. Next two episodes really? are going to be action-packed. Now, yeah, yeah we may see, sneaker, we may lose somebody, but hopefully it won't be an emotional tie to that person or two well, or it has three. To be, though. It has to be. <laughs> oh, Mike's dead. Whatever. <laughs> oh, my God. No. Oh, wait a minute. Speaking of emotional characters, I'm sorry. Let's discuss this. <laughs> when they had the household scene and they're walking around, did you see in the background all the portraits of Buddy on the wall? Yeah. I noticed that. I'm so hilarious. I'm like, I'm like oh, look, there's a picture before. of the dog. <laughs> and there's another and another <laughs> and another. Like Hands no off, Buddy. Of Don't you dare kill Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i think we've had arguments about this it's like why do certain directors and writers hate the animals in the show so yeah that dog better survive it better <laughs> and if something happens to the dog in real life you better have a stunt dog because <laughs> i don't, I don't uh, want to know we yeah. don't want to give biscuits to mike it's okay to give biscuits to, <laughs> to buddy but we don't want mike to take over yeah oh with my the God. preview happening inside their house that's a little scary I'd much rather see Courtney in the ISA lair fighting with them instead of on home turf. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking as a Red Sox fan, we know how well they did on home turf. Not too well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, you guys know what we think. How do you feel about this episode and the series so far? Let us know. Shoot us an email. Contact us at fangirlzone.com. And we'll be happy to address it on the next episode. And if it happens to come that you're listening to this in between seasons, we'll be happy to address it on the next season when we do it, too. (laughs) Yeah, we'll recap. Do one beforehand. And while you're at it, though, if you can rate and review us while you're on the interweb, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. We are all over the place. And if you're on iTunes right now, we'd love your ratings, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever, WM Player. I'm seeing that a lot lately. But first and foremost, we want you to tell your friends about this show. Because this, I think, was a show a lot of people weren't sure about. I know I was one of them. <laughs> and I'm now mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, this is really good. Yep. And I, if I had to put money on it before the season started... I would have totally lost the bet. I'll tell you that. So tell your friends, they can binge watch 11 episodes and then watch the final two for the season with you. And you can be all emotional and <laughs> tinfoil hatty with the rest of us. That's right. Don't forget to check out the website, www.fangirlzone.com. And you can also find our contacts page there with our emails. If you want to send something specifically to any of us, we'll be happy again to read it. And for this episode of Star Power Podcast, I am Sean Fangirlass. I'm Steve. Heroes can come from anywhere. And I'm Dave. And this is the one's for Sean. I think that Courtney should be on the Glamorous Ladies of Wrestling because in the end, that staff sure did glow. <laughs> <laughs> And until next time.